Call the spec sheet now at 573-837-4948. You've got the spec sheet. On this edition, we'll be discussing only lawnmower repair. Please, no calls about computers. Call the show now at 573-837-4948. That's 573-837-4948. And now, here's special guest host, Warren Jeffs. Spec sheet. I'm Michael Van Dieven. He's Curtis Thornton. Uh, let's see which pot are you on here. It's been so long since we've done a show. It feels I've forgotten. Are you there? I am not here. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks to everybody in the chat room listening live. If you'd like to be on the show tonight, the number to call is five seven three eight three seven forty nine forty eight. It's five seven three eight three seven forty nine forty eight. I see Vlad the Commie is in the chat room spreading his propaganda. Uh, perpetuating viruses throughout the internet which and high-speed internet yeah which he gets for free because he paid like 50 rubles or something five years ago and so yeah. for the rest of his life he's got free gigabit internet asynchronous um which i really hate him for i i just uh it, well i, I want to sponsor a visa for him to come live with me if i can get that internet internet it's just the irony of when you look at these countries that on the surface you think of as being far less developed than the United States, like Romania versus the United States. Well, surely we have internet that's better than theirs. I mean, but in reality, usually these countries kick our asses when it comes to internet service because A, their infrastructure is way newer, and B, geographically, the countries are smaller in many cases, so most, if not all cases. So it's much easier to lay out the uh, lay out the wires, I guess you could say. To drop uh, fiber. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just another example of how our internet sucks compared to uh, everybody else. And um, as a matter of fact, I'm so depressed about it. I'm going to end the show right now. Thank you, everybody. It's been good. Goodbye. Uh, where's the spec sheet theme song? I don't uh, no. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, that's just another example of how our internet. Okay, I just tuned in the stream, so I guess we're on the air. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I guess we wow. are actually on the air. So again, if you that... want to be on the show tonight, the number is 573-837-4948. Did you see the black cat? What the what? Did you see that black cat? That's a glitch. Black cat? What are you talking yeah, I, about? I'm telling you, man, there's going to be agents here in minutes. Asians? Oh, that agents. Oh, agents. agents that's not a- of the Matrix. That's not so concerning. I thought you said Asians. I was uh, really worried for a moment. I'm hoping. I, uh, <laughs> it was very frightening. Uh, we, we are prospect the, to we, be. We are the number two podcast in China. <clears throat> well, um, then in that case, we should watch our accounts really closely. Um, yes. Taking a look at some of the things that are in the news. Since you mentioned China, did you see that? Um, 
China, the Chinese government is already working on attacking iCloud because I have that right in front of me. Yeah, with the uh, new encryp- encryption mechanisms that are employed in the iPhone six, uh, which really mean it, it's not new encryption mechanisms; it's actually true encryption. Finally, I guess really what you could say to be more accurate was that the iPhone previously had no encryption. For for everything they made you feel like they did, they can encrypt your backup. Well, if but they yeah, if if Apple themselves could get access to your data, then you've got no encryption. I mean, right. That's what I'm saying. Your backup file could be encrypted by iTunes as you backed it up, but that was about it. Explain that to me. I don't, I, I've, well, just in, in the process of doing, you, you know, you sync your phone to iTunes. You had the option, which isn't by default to encrypt, uh, the backup file. So it's stored locally on your system would mm-hmm. be encrypted, but that doesn't take away Apple's ability to, First off, your encryption key is probably stored inside iTunes, so it has access to it, which means if Apple had access to iTunes with your username and password, they could access it. But uh, also, like you said, they have access to your phone through the cloud, So, and that's not mm. that wasn't encrypted. Yeah, this is um, off of the New York Times. They're saying that essentially what it looks like happened was when people would open the web browser and log into iCloud, the Chinese government staged a man-in-the-middle attack. So what happens is, let's say you're communicating with an SSL-encrypted website, and let's say it's your Gmail account, for instance. And if you look in the address bar, you'll see the little, uh, depending on what browser you're using, different browsers indicate this to you in different ways. But um, at least in Chrome, you'll see the little green icon up there that indicates that this is a secure connection between you and the server you're communicating with. And if you click on that, it'll tell you uh, the specifics of who owns the cer- the certificate that's uh, uh, being used to encrypt the connection, essentially. That's the simplest mm. way I can explain it. And um, there's something called a man-in-the-middle attack where you can falsify that SSL certificate and... Uh, trick the user into believing that they are in fact communicating with the website they think they're communicating with when they're really not and if uh, most browsers these days are really good about warning you whenever that happens at least if if the ssl certificate looks suspicious or if it's expired or if it was issued by an untrusted authority i mean that's a huge fundamental flaw in the, the whole system is that uh and Vlad, by the way, likes the term "man in the middle." Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about his predispositions necessarily, but that might be indicative of something. I don't know. Um, You've reached something if you're the man in the middle. You know, I know, I've noticed that when I when I listen on the rare occasion that I go back and listen to these shows that we do, I really say "uh" too much. I I just when I listen to these shows, I hear so many verbal crutches that I have and things that I do that just annoy me to no end. I gotta wonder if the uh, listeners' ears bleed as much as mine do when I go back and listen to these shows. But anyway, well, one of the fundamental flaws of this entire system is the fact that these certificates are issued by issuing authorities, and there are gazillions of issuing authorities. And I remember years ago hearing Steve Gibson complain about the fact that even the postal service in China is an SSL certificate issuing authority, and so. Even when you do communicate with a website that uh, has a legit SSL certificate and everything looks the way it's supposed to, 
then you've got to worry about who issued that certificate to them and whether there was anything funny going on behind the scenes in that regard. Uh, but anyway, this man-in-the-middle attack is how the Chinese government is attacking iCloud users. And so people in China who were accessing iCloud through the browser uh, suffered this man-in-the-middle attack, which as you're entering your username and password, you are effectively communicating with the uh, with servers that are owned and operated by the Chinese government. And then at that point, they have all of your login information, and then whatever encryption is employed by Apple is at that point useless because they have access to your account and they can track you around and see what you do. The Chinese government really sucks. I mean, they just suck. I hate the fact that we do business with those people. I don't like them. I, I, I even in, I, I call me a racist if you want. Even culturally, I'm not crazy about the Chinese. I think they're so driven by money. Everything is just money, 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 money. It do, human life doesn't matter. It's just money. We'll make soy sauce out of hair. Who cares? As long as we save two cents per unit. Ah, eh, we'll make margarine out of human waste. Nah, eh, who cares? We're saving money. Uh, polluting rivers so that all the little villagers downstream die and their babies grow up with five feet. Uh, who cares? You know, we're making money here. And uh, I'm just not crazy. I mean, any any culture that could bring about the rise of Chairman Mao, uh, I'm, you know, only, uh, which only ended, what, in, in the late 70s? Wasn't even power until like 78 or so, until he died, I think. I mean, parent, parents being brought up on a stage and flogged publicly by their own children for being uh, opponents of the revolution, for being communi- uh, for being capitalist pig, um, imperialists because they owned a shop where people buy bread. I mean, any culture that could bring about that sort of a uh, a system, I'm I'm not crazy about them, and I don't think they're too far separated from that, and at least in terms of years. Um, yeah, not crazy about the Chinese. And I really just hate the fact that everything we buy and use is manufactured there. Um, and, and I mean, everything we buy and use that's manufactured there is complete garbage unless the company that contracts with the Chinese manufacturer uh, goes to China and explicitly supervises them at every step of the way. I mean, if you just leave it up to them, your iPhones would be made of cotton balls uh inside wait the new one isn't <laughs> you know i I'm, I, I'm kind of thinking that uh, when it comes time to make another phone choice i may i may go ahead and give the iphone a try now that we have a bigger screen and now that we have credible encryption that sounds pretty attractive to me i've I, and i i've heard rumblings from you that possibly this is going to be the move you make as well but I don't really know why. I mean, you've you've uh, the been to both worlds. Yeah, I, you've been in both I, worlds. I'm gonna go. I made my decision this weekend. I'm going with the Note Four. Oh, are you? Yeah, I, I went and compared the uh, iPhone six to the Note. Well, I compared to the Note three and Note four, and I'm going with Note four. <laughs> I really want to go with the Nexus six, but oh, that would be nice. The only reason I'm not going to is. Uh, well, two reasons. First is I've already invested in a wearable that's not going to work for anything other than Samsung, uh, unless they happen to come out with uh, a new update see, to it. That's what the wearable but does to you. It causes yeah. you to make future decisions you otherwise wouldn't have made. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with like. So you wouldn't be Nexus, doing this if it weren't for that, right? Well, no. If the Nexus Six had uh, a micro SD slot, it'd be done deal. I'd go with the Nexus. 
but it doesn't. And I store all of my music on an SD card. And I think a 32 gig is the best you can get, maybe a 64 uh, as far as internal storage. I think when you go beyond 32 <clears> gig, <throat> you start running into integrity issues. Uh, internally? You mean on the internal memory? On the uh, on SD cards, I think, micro SD oh, really? cards. I think whenever you go above 32 gigs, I think the lifespan of those things just plummets. That could be. Uh, but uh, I, I like I use uh, Beats Music as my, my main audio service now, mm-hmm. and I've downloaded tons of music onto that. Well, isn't that all really- streamed? Well, you can save it all offline. That's why I picked them. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you can do that with Spotify also, but I can do a family plan for $15 where it's $9 per account with Spotify. Yeah. Uh, ironically, like really the only thing Apple still has that I use on a on a somewhat regular basis is iTunes Match. So I have my whole collection available in the cloud, but uh, Beats is slowly taking that over to where I don't need it anymore. So the, the irony thing- that in maybe like a year from now, I might be walking around with an iPhone 7, and you're mm-hmm. going to be in the Android world. Yep. What irony, you know? Who, I, mean, yeah, I, I can't believe to hear you considering the iPhone 6. Uh, you know, I, I mean, look, I, I'm interested in technology, and mm-hmm. I've never owned an iPhone. I have a lot of clients who have iDevices that they're coming in with and want me to do various things with. And so I kind of feel like just from an experiential perspective – it might be a good idea to at least take a bit of a swim yeah. in those waters for a couple of years. You could be years. like me. I've got an iPhone still and my Android. I just don't use the iPhone for really much of anything. Area 51, Area 51 drone says, who pays for music nowadays? I think that's really the point, is that only Curtis Thornton. Uh, If it weren't for Curtis's investments in the media that he legally consumes, I do not think that there would be a uh, sustainable video or audio service out there. It's all Curtis propping it up. I mean, the the day... (laughs) I believe that. The day Curtis decides to go rogue and start using BitTorrent to get everything, that's when you're just going to see these stock prices plummet. Back in the day when... I don't know. Do you remember when there were MP3 groups, like trading groups, early, early in the MP3 days? What? Back when <laughs> training groups. Get... Now, listen, no, no, here's trading, how you listen to trading. an MP3. <laughs> no, trading. Now, you got your play button, and there you can have a list, and then you press the forward button. That's going to get you to your next song. But let me tell you something. <laughs> that little slider there, you're going to want to put that all the way to the left, because if you don't, you're going to be starting up right in the middle of your song, and God damn it, nobody wants that. <laughs> I got it well, all wrong, I guess. No, that's pretty much what it was. No, trading, like trading songs. Oh, well, I did a lot of that on uh, IRC back in the late right. 90s. Yeah, that's what I mean, where you could go there and you could get uh, connected to FTPs and you know, mm-hmm. do big dumps. But you had, but the ratio was like four to one. You had to four uploads to, to one. <clears throat> well, uh, I really hated that system because you never knew what the resolution was of the audio right. you were going to get. Most of the people on there... While they may have understood and been fond of the process by which all of that stuff was working, they they weren't audiophile people, and as most people right. aren't. Most people, as long as they can hear something, they think that's good enough. Uh, they don't care about how good the speakers are. They don't care about the resolution of the music that they're listening to. And, and that, speaking of that, that that's I th- one thing I hate about the S5 is the speaker is terrible in it. Well, it is, but, you know, I really have just resigned myself to the fact that I am not going to have a phone that has 
speakers that I really care to listen to yeah. other than when I have to. The HTC One sounded really good. Audio-wise, I liked that phone. Um, the M8 or just the first I, HTC One? The, uh, it was the first one. It wasn't the M8. Uh, well, I heard good things about that, and I heard good things about the M8 as well. Um, but really, I mean, I have just never heard a phone that had speakers that wowed me anyway. And actually, the fo- the speaker on the S5, the only thing that I don't like about it is that when I use it for a speakerphone call, it seems to crackle a lot. Do you get that effect on yours? Uh, I don't really use speaker on it very often. But when you do, uh, have you noticed like a clipping? I, well, I think what happens, do you have your phone sitting down when you're doing that? I place it underwater uh, every time. Well, then you're fine. Uh, Okay. Well, well, I noticed I'll get clipping when it doesn't matter the, what I do with it. When the speak when the phone is sitting on its back, then it's, so it's uh, the speaker doesn't get probably get as much movement because it's getting <laughs> air force back at it. That's when I'll notice issues with it. Hmm. And yeah, same mine's, thing, mine's like that too. regardless of what I do. Uh, that's the only thing I've noticed about it that I don't like. But aside from that, I have to say they've really gotten a lot of dynamic range out of that speaker. Uh, shortcomings aside, it really does. Uh, for a speaker of that size and just one speaker, it does mm. seem to me that it does have a lot more dynamic range than I would expect. It is a better speaker than that of any other phone I've owned, but it's yeah. it's still a phone speaker. It's still subpar. Yeah. You know, you, do you remember that uh, that Windows phone? That it was one of the uh, first Windows phones that came out, and it had this. It had this thing that slid up, and it almost looked like it should be a keyboard, like a physical yeah. keyboard when you did that. But no, that's a speaker system. Yeah, it, it, it sounded like ass. I mean, here you have this entire separate apparatus that's specifically built into this phone. And the impression you get is that because they went out of their way to build this additional piece onto this thing that slides up and it's got speakers built into it, that you're going to be launched into some realm of oral uh, ecstasy, and and it just uh, it probably sounds worse than any Android phone I've ever owned. It sounds yeah. like shit. Well, have you seen the iPhone cases that basically do the same thing? They create a channel for the audio. No. Yeah, they're they're bad. That they're sounds pretty. That sounds like a good idea, really. I mean, if it were executed well, to have yeah, the case, really, that sucks. Yeah. The only. Uh, a really neat iPhone case that I've seen that uh, one of my clients has is one where there's a battery built into the case, and the battery mm. in the case, I think, is bigger than the battery inside the phone itself. And yeah, those are cool. But yeah. Bought, they add some weight to it, though. But they Yeah, are but cool. who cares? I mean, you get like 23 yeah. years out of a charge. You know, it's great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things about the, the Note 4, well, let me back up. For my S5, I have the, the flip wallet case, not the one that has the opening in the front of it. Uh, not the S view, but the flip. Right. And I don't carry my wallet anymore. First off my car, like for me, it's a big deal. So I like, like my car, I, everything's keyless in it. Uh, so I don't have to ever have my keys out. I just have to have the key fob with me. Now with my phone, I use the wallet case that snaps in and it's the best case I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm a case snob. I have like two or three brands that I'll use for iPhone cases and have for years. And I bought one of those for the S5, and it was okay. But then once I tried this wallet case, where it snaps into the back, 
<laughs> is that me or you? No, that's me. I just thought I was listening to you talk about how you don't carry a wallet anymore and you're just a fancy man about town. And I thought I would play Dandy by the Kinks. You're a Dandy, oh. Curtis. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're great. a Dandy. I'm a Dandy. Uh, <laughs> dandy. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, no, it's cool. Let's go with that. That was actually more interesting to me. But but the the wallet case, I love how you take the back off the phone, and since it's uh, IP67 certified, you snap the wallet case into it. So this thing is extremely thin when you have the, the wallet case in. And when I saw that the Note 4 has the exact same case except bigger, so more slots for things, th- that, that was a selling point for me too because no one else has, has built a case that integrates into the phone as well as, as that. Uh, I think it's called the Flip uh, wallet case for the S5. I, love I think it. I saw that. It's expensive. It's like $50, I think, for it, but it's worth it. I think if you're just interested in protecting your phone while at the same time not having something that's remarkably bulky and gets in your way and reminds you every time you pick your phone up that you have a case, I would recommend uh, Spigen, S-P-I-G-E-N. That's what I've got on my S5. Mm. This thing is so thin, but it's just built like a brick shithouse. I mean, this thing is really built... Um, if I drop my phone, I just absolutely don't care. This thing comes around the edges of the screen far enough, uh, unlike most cases where that's what really annoys me so much about cases. The most crucial point in the phone is where that glass meets the edge. If that is not properly protected, you are so set up for spidering, you know, right across the surface of your screen as soon as you drop that thing. But this, uh, Spigen case really does a good job making sure that all of those edges all the way around the perimeter of the phone are nicely covered and the rubber from the case is raised really high. So there's a lot of distance between the screen itself. Like if you dropped it flat on the ground, you know, you've got quite a bit of distance between the screen and it actually touching the ground because of that lip that goes around. And that I really like that. So if you have an an S5 and you're looking for a decent case, Spigen. I recommend it. I think it's about twenty bucks, and it's just yeah, the, durable as hell. The the other case similar to that that I I always recommend for iPhone or uh, the S five has one is the Spec Candy Shell. That's my favorite uh, case similar to what you have. Well, I don't care about your recommendation, Curtis, because it wasn't mine. So, uh, yeah. How about them Royals? Anyway, so uh, Apple Pay, speaking of Apple, it's on the horizon now. And uh, Apple, Which of you course, could do on your Android device already. Yeah, but uh, I think that the Android device doesn't, of course, have the fingerprint thing, which I have a question about that. Yeah. If I use Apple Pay and I'm like in the store, let's say I'm in Subway, I think Apple's got an agreement with them. And I do this with Apple Pay. Do I put my fingerprint on a device that every customer that's come through the store before me is putting their fingerprint on, or do you do it on the phone? It's on the phone. Okay, good. That's okay. Yeah. That's right. Because, you know, I just really do not need to be putting my finger. Yeah. You know, sometimes people come straight from the south side of town doing God knows what straight into the subway. <laughs> I do not need to be placing my finger on a uh, surface so that I can share Ebola with everyone who's come in there prior to me. Thank you. That well, sounds that sounds good. I mean, I think Apple's execution of this is way better. First of all, Apple doesn't know 
what it is you've bought. That that mm-hmm. I read and didn't know. Yeah, they're using tokenized uh, yeah transactions. Um, and it sounds like from a security perspective, it's better both with the fingerprint thing and with the uh, fact that they use those tokens, as you said. Whereas I think Google's implementation just uses some sort of a temporary credit card number, I guess. I right. think that's how it works. It is, uh, yeah. Th- yeah, they have a virtual credit card that goes between, so it's sort of better, but Google can see everything you do. Uh, where Apple supposedly has no idea what your transactions were. But there's a whole other side that uh, says that Apple's gives you one point of uh, attack for a hacker. Once they figure out how to decrypt your, your token key, then they could do transactions all they wanted with your key. Hmm. Well... Uh, and by the way, the Royals are down three in the first, bottom of the first. Just thought, yeah, you, uh, in case you weren't watching. Well, I, you know, I should have my TV on, have that going in the background, but I figured I'd give you at least forty-five percent of my uh, attention, and uh, hopefully, I'm so you're a Royals button. fan. No, I'm a baseball fan. Just and the Royals okay. are a fun, and, and I, I can't be a fan of the Giants. They, they, they've, I, I'm a Reds fan, and, and the Giants have broken my heart too many times in recent history. Not to mention that they're the 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 place where Barry Bonds bulked up and stopped being one of the greatest <laughs> players of all time. Someone says, "Shut it, MV." Uh, they really don't like my sports talk. Um, <laughs> they just aren't interested. I'm glad to see there's other uh, anti Giants in there. They just aren't it, interested in my perspective on sports. You know, I think we really should talk about what, what do you think the the chances are that uh, Kevin Love and uh, LeBron James are really going to be able to do something amazing in Cleveland. Do you think they're going to win this year? Well, you see, the thing is that uh, LeBron James and his three-point approach, it really surpasses that of most other players in the league. He's got that <laughs> knee injury, though, and uh, you know that hamstring operation he had last fall, it's not been working out too well. And with his mom dying of plastic surgery malpractice, it's just, uh, I think he's slated for a Did- loss. Didn't that happen to Kanye West? Didn't his mom have plastic surgery? We're sitting here laughing at the death of a man's mom by the hands of some monstrous doctor. <laughs> That's, That's what we do on the spec sheet. Uh, God forbid your family should be befallen by any form of tragedy. Don't let us know about it. It will be talk show fodder eventually. <laughs> well, what, what about the <clears throat> locker room for the San Francisco, Giant, or, uh, San Francisco 49ers? Do you think Harbaugh's lost them, or are they still... Uh, cohesive unit well especially the, after that loss well the giants have about 13 additional benches in their locker room and so the players are able to do more sitting they can <laughs> they can be more comfortable i think that has an effect i think that psychologically no, don't do you, that when i take a drink <laughs> i think I psychologically when you're on the field and you're worn out <laughs> you've been running hard and throwing the ball and just really getting down to the nitty-gritty. You want to be able to say to yourself, hey, we, we've at least got a nice, clean room to go have a seat in and just sort of relax and uh, pat one another on the back and say, how's it going? Kick your shoes off, you know, throw them in the locker. Uh, you don't have to worry about sharing a locker with anyone. You know, the 49ers, uh, they have far more lockers to store their things in than any other team in the league. So really, I think that that plays into things, and I think it's an aspect of all of this that's rarely taken into account properly. Man, you know, I have no idea what you just said, but you sounded like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, and 
that was pretty impressive. When you sign a contract with the 49ers, what you uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that it's in the contract that each player gets two benches. So that means they have 36 benches in there. And uh, so, I, I, you know. <laughs> Yeah, my sports commentary uh, brought to you by Barbasol. Whenever you need to shave and you want it done right and you want to smell nice and minty like a man from the 1950s, think Barbasol. Okay. Up in the third. <clears throat> so, yeah, Apple Pay, I think, is a better implementation. I think I, I've not done this with an Android phone. I always turn off the NFC chip on my phone. Yeah, I have I no <laughs> use for that whatsoever. I hate the logo for it, so I, I don't want it to show up. I, I haven't even noticed that. Mine's always off. I didn't even know there well, was a logo. Turn it off. You won't see it. Uh, yeah, you won't see it if it's turned off. It's a, like an N with, uh, I don't know, some brackets around it. Mm, well, I my understanding is you have to type in a code on your phone. Right. And that just seems... A pen number. Yeah, that just seems, I don't know, a little silly. There's, there must be a better way to do it. Like, uh, I think what they should have you do is take off your shoes and your socks <laughs> and you take a photograph of the small toe on your left foot. You have to take the shoes and socks off on both feet, <laughs> but you just take a photo of the... Make it be a random toe. No, it's got to be the pinky toe on the left foot, but in the, in the back, and that's got to be in the foreground of the picture, but in the background of the picture... You have to, like, cross your leg and get the right foot into the background of the picture, and if it doesn't see it, it so won't accept I got a pee pay. It, it won't accept the transaction unless it can see both feet. Because well, obviously somebody's up to no good. If you got one foot in the picture, come on, someone's up to no good. <laughs> I can't breathe. We forgot to say Curtis is suffering from scurvy. He's... Uh, been sailing about the ocean blue conquering uh nations of small brown people and uh, may, may or may not be in west africa he's yet to recover folks so give can i just a... say another reason why i'm not going to pick the iphone 6 is because mm -hmm. it is i said is because i think twice uh maybe i don't like that now. i wish you hadn't done that M me either i, I need a, a buzzer let's go no agenda on it uh i installed uh yosemite on my macbook pro and that is the biggest piece of crap operating system I've ever seen. And I've had Windows blue screen on me twice tonight already. And I still would go with that over the junk that this operating system Windows like. has blue screened on you twice tonight? Yeah, that's why I dropped from the call. Really? Yeah. What's I know what's why. up with that? That's probably a video driver, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. It always is. Yep. It is, I know. Yeah, as soon as I saw the NVD sys whatever. My cat's great. So now I've got my uh, fan running on my video card. Like, I've got a, a big extra fan that I never have on. <laughs> well, if it, it's not the video driver, I think what you need to do is open up the case and make sure that all your SATA cables are blue instead of red. Oh, uh, crap. This is what I always advise people. You need to have the blue SATA cables. I don't know what these companies are doing pumping out these. Those are the Dell ones. Uh, is, it, the is, is that a Dell standard? <laughs> well, Dell has the one that has the channel in the middle of it. I hate those things. Uh, Eddie Dean said I need to eat some limes. And, you know, part of my uh, problems with eating is limes scare me. I'm just Why? not comfortable eating those. Is this part oh, of I, your food hangups? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I've never, I don't know what a lime tastes like other than uh, 
Sprite, which is what? Lemon lime. That's the closest I've come to knowing what a lime actually tastes like. You know, when we first started doing shows together, I think it was about five <laughs> that years. Smiles right. I've got a box fan running on my video <laughs> card. I think you'd be cool. That's pretty close. I mean, the fan I have on it's a, a pretty big one. <laughs> you need to go back and start doing the uh, Curtis tries new foods feature that you well, used go to do. I, you're right. I do need to. Why did you stop that? You all you never follow through on anything. You yeah, start a good someone, thing and then you just when ah. someone told me to, someone told me to eat a bullet and so I was like, well, you know, obviously I'm not I'm not uh, supporting the masses here in the way I expected. So I'm not sure you'd like the way that tastes. I'll try it. I mean, I'm just not sure. Here's so, the thing: I'm going to do a juicing diet. I need to record that like every day as I uh, as I drink a new juice. And see how long I can go with it. That's the if plan. If you do as a soon as juicing diet, you're just going to set yourself up for failure. You're going to be so hungry. I no, mean, dude, I hate food. I You don't understand how much I hate food. Then you need to go to the health store and pick up a big container of raw meal made by Garden of Life. I swear to like God. worms? This, uh, well, it's not worms, but what it is, it's the uh, worm waste that's left behind. When, okay, well, that's cool. Um, so it's far less disgusting. And it's uh, if you were to look at the ingredients in this stuff, it's all kinds of different sprouted stuff. that, And it's all organic. It's all raw, which means that it's not been heated beyond a certain temperature. I don't remember what the official standard is. It's USDA certified organic. It doesn't have any uh, soy. It doesn't have any fillers. If you just take one serving of this stuff, it gives you in that one serving 100% of your daily requirement of just a really? slew of different things. And all you have to do is dump two scoops of this stuff into 16 ounces of cold water, shake the shit out of it, drink it within about 60 seconds. You won't want to eat for five hours. Well, you're going to have to send me a link to some of this stuff. Cause I'm telling you, I, I hate food so much. If I could take a pill or do this <clears throat> every day and not have to eat, I'd be fine with that. I'm the only American. Area says 51 that, drone says, "What the fuck are you talking about, MP? <laughs> where did I lose people? I uh, really don't know." I, I think the sports thing is where it started. <laughs> well, I think he's not clear about your food eating thing. Curtis used to well, do this YouTube segment where, because Curtis has an eating disorder, he's afraid to. Curtis is essentially afraid to eat anything that's not a manufactured food. So he only wants to eat McDonald's chicken nuggets. I mean, that's about no, as... No, no, just that's fries. About as, that's, okay, so French just, McDonald's fries <clears throat> are about as far into the weeds as Curtis can go as where eating is concerned. And so he used to have but this... I have to be alone. He used to have this YouTube segment where he would try new foods, and then suddenly he just stopped producing it. It was a great segment. It could have gone totally viral had he just <laughs> stuck with it. That's what I got scared about. Mm. Uh, it's not. Col- I'm going to be on Ellen. It's not colon blow, cat smile. It actually does do something other than cause your rectum to bleed. <coughs> uh, you get a lot of nutritional value as your rectum is bleeding. Colon blow didn't do anything for you nutritionally. It's raw meal from Garden of Life. Is that you- something real? Colon-, colon blow? No, that was a bit from Saturday Night Live oh, back okay. in the 70s. Oh, um, I don't remember that one. I- I'm a big fan of the 70s. Well, look it up. You'll see what uh whatever it's right. one of Let's the classic. Let's go and stop the show bits. so I can do that. Yeah, we should. Maybe I just don't remember it. It's one of the classic SNL bits. You can't miss it if you just look up Who does colon it? blow. Um, it's just one of those like voiced commercials. I don't know who's doing oh, the okay. voice. Okay. One of those phony SNL commercials. So yeah, right. yes, Apple Pay is a better implementation than Android's Pay system, and probably Android's system is going to go nowhere. 
And that's the advantage. Well, they'll up they'll update. Yeah. Well, the problem is though that's the advantage of just making one device. When you're Apple and all you make mm. is the iPhone. <laughs> well, they've got like four now though. Well, but they all are physically built from a hardware perspective. Yeah, I know. To fit know. into just, these standards. I'm and, trying to be the Apple naysayer since you're going to get one. Mm. Well, that's about a year and a half off. Maybe more. I don't know. How long have I had my S5? I don't know. I've got to hold on to this thing for two years total. I think I'm it's up to about... four months. Has it really? Is that it? I think I'm already getting months. bored by my S5. Listen to me. Yeah. Well, what yeah, a that's, spoiled, mm, knobby need mm. fat white American. The, I, I was looking at... Because I, I did the AT&T <laughs> Next plan. And when I was looking how many months I had left, I'm like, there's no way it's not even been a uh, half a year yet. Because I'd switch to the Note 4 right now, but it's going to cost me $350. The only thing I'm afraid of is if in the future I switch to an iPhone, there are going to be all of these different things that I've become accustomed to on Android that I'm able to do without having to hack anything that aren't restricted. And then I'm going to go like into what? the Apple universe and suddenly I'm going to be like, oh, I can't do that anymore? Oh. Like what? what? I don't know I, what. Always, I'm just afraid. I, I, I can't know because I've not done it. I've not dipped my toe into that water. So I don't so know the, what I'm gonna what what I should expect. What what am I gonna be disappointed about, by? The only thing Android wise that I found so far, which I don't have a rooted phone or anything, but the only thing I've done that I couldn't do on a an iPhone is switch my launcher. And, Other than that, I mean all the apps work exactly the same. The, the the complaint I had for years was the UI and apps just were underdeveloped on Android, but that's not the case anymore. What about upskirt shots? Are those doable no, those on iOS? Fine. Okay. Actually, they're preferred on there. Most of the uh, 4chan sites that you would load that to have quick links. And I can turn off the camera sound? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think... But that's a requirement. That's the first thing you should do always. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, you're good. So this is the spec sheet. It's a show about technology. If you'd like to be on the show, the number to call 573-837-4948. I'll type that in the chat room. 573-837-4948. We'll be happy to take your tech support calls or just whatever it is you want to talk about we'll be happy to discuss it doesn't even necessarily have to be tech um you just have to Tell, be. <clears throat> yeah i want to hear someone who who's upgraded to the new ios or sorry not ios the new os for mac and what they think of it what o, in, what os was that you said you're running on your mac yosemite yeah i, say I have yeah. i've never heard of that what is that it's it's just the latest version it's os x 10.10 oh and it looked cool, but now that I uh, have ran it, I mean, everything is trying to be, um, oh, transparent, and it's very iOS. I'm like, I've been, I've been complaining for years that I want my desktop to be my desktop and my phone to be my phone and not in between. I'm fine with like what Windows idea is, which is one code base for both, so it's easier to develop applications, but your desktop doesn't have to look just like your phone. And I don't know, just... This new operating system looks like a toy. It's like a mix between Windows 8 and uh, Ubuntu, but like not the good parts of both of those. It's all the bad things. It's all the, the glossiness. Uh, well, sorry, all the flat design stuff that uh, Microsoft started to push that Apple's bought into now, too. And uh, <clears throat> some of the, I don't know, the transitions and things feel very Ubuntu-like to me, uh, but not as good. I wish Apple had stuck with its old uh, UI style from past operating systems. It, I'm looking at it right now, and it's just, oh, it's ugly. I never cared for the brushed metallic thing that I was you okay saw with everywhere. that. I never yeah. liked that. 
I don't know. Well, now it's all, yeah, it's semi-transparent, uh, really light pastel colors. So Apple's just making that slow transition toward merging their yeah. mobile and desktop ecosystems. Yeah, I, I get the feeling they're going to beat Microsoft to it. Really? Yeah. Why don't they just yeah. do it? I mean, why I know, do, I, why this slow transition like nobody will notice? I agree. That's how that's how a corporate boardroom thinks. They think, well, in this version, what we'll do, because the sheeple are stupid and they have no memory, we'll do this, and then on the next one, we'll do that, and then 15 years from now, here's where we'll be. Just do it. Why, why this yeah. slow, steady rollout with all the just incremental suckishness being uh, injected into the situation as you go along? Just... Kind of like uh, not using uh, 9 in your operating system name. Area 51 drone hates the term ecosystem. We'll be sure not to use that in the future. And you have my sincere apologies, sir. <laughs> um, so $10,000 will get you a clunky, slow hoverboard that's nothing like Marty McFly's. The future it, is now. I have a question about that because yeah. I watched that video too. Uh most of those usually are scams. They're just jokes when you see the video. This one looked like, it, are they on a metal ramp as they're riding this? Is it doing some kind of levi- or a magnetic levitation? Area 51 drone says the term ecosystem isn't our term, nor is the word term your term. So what do we do here? What language well, should we speak? I, th- I well, submit that we move to Portuguese. That's where I think we need to shift this show to. But I think well, uh, if you can hold on just a moment, let me uh, grab my Google Translate app, and I'll be glad to join you in that. I re- the- I really do think that. Uh, let's see, the the Brazilians speak Portuguese, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we could do a lot to, to build our Brazilian listener base. We can we can get uh, Orkut going again if we just get enough listeners all together who'll promise to use yeah. Orkut. You know, we can. Right. Re- we can really get things cooking. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead, right. Curtis. Oh, where was I going? Let's just have silence until Curtis figures out what he was going to say. <laughs> this can go a while because I'm totally blank. Uh, oh, uh, hoverboards. There we go. Play I was some hoping music that would go a little longer than that, guys. <laughs> it could have gone a lot longer. <laughs> Why can't well, you just let the bit develop? And, and I mean, uh, you know, you have to just piss on everything. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What bit? The bit of listening to you. Uh, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm trying my nicotine gum. Go ahead. Oh, that bit. Okay, I got you. Uh, so my, my question is, uh, the hoverboard, is it running on a metal ramp system? Because the the video shows them going on this, this ramp that's clearly not wood or concrete. No, it's got to be used on a copper surface. That co- I mean, It is copper. It's what I thought it might have been, but... It's so uh, stupid. Yeah, wh- why do we keep going back to this? Because, yeah, because the some douchebag watched Back to the Future and decided that because they're looking at it in a movie, that whenever we actually have this product, that will mean, that will symbolize that we have moved into some sort of an imagined future that uh, prior was just something that it was a dream, and now we're here. They want Wasn't that- Biff in charge in that future? Wasn't Biff like the leader of... The entire city is that really the future? No, we that want? that I think the hoverboard scenes were that the Biff in charge thing. That was the alternate timeline after and that's Biff's, when they created. That's after Biff stole, stole the okay. almanac. Uh, yeah. The, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Curtis. You should. Uh, you know, if you're going to do be a host of this show, you really should have <laughs> your Back to the Future lore down. Wait. 
I've been promoted to host. Well, you have a microphone. We will say that. Um, okay, I say I, I'm kind of nervous with a title like that. So yeah, this thing is gonna. It, they've got a Kickstarter campaign going, and they're I, hoping to you make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They've already gotten hundred grand. Kickstarter. I hope that more. I hope that happens more often. I. I I am so sick and tired of all of these stupid projects that are showing up on there that have no hope of ever going anywhere. There's did you, there's did you no the accountability that I can see when people pony up this dough. Uh, well, what happens? What happens yeah. to it? Uh, did you see that uh, Kickstarter just killed uh, a couple? There was one that... Uh, a nano uh, box? Yep, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that was basically taking other people's technology and... Passing it off as if they had built something custom on it. Well, I, I saw realize. that. Uh, well, the Anana box was a router that right. supposedly would be able natively to use Tor uh, in the course of sending and receiving packets over the web and uh, or over the internet. And uh, they had the a project on Kickstarter, and they had raised a whole lot of money to get this thing going, and then Kickstarter removed it, but. What aspect of it was someone else's project? I mean, or someone else's product? I mean, was it an actual? Did they like use photographs of the actual existing product? So they took uh, a low power router that was developed in China, and then they said that, but they didn't say that's where they got it from. People just realized that from the photos and video. Then they claimed they had built some custom software on it to make it more secure. In reality, they were just using an open source project. So they were misciting everything. Really? You, oh, you, you, you could go out today and and buy the the same same device doing the same stuff. Really? From China? Yeah. So everything that box was supposed to do, it's already out there. I believe so. Yeah. Really? But it's from China. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, the the Tor network is not that secure. The government funded the creation of it. The Tor network is not what people think it is. I I entirely trust it, and I uh, you, you I, I conduct all of my nefarious activity on it, and I don't look back. See, I do all Thank my you. nefarious activity on the open web, but then I like to jump onto to Facebook and post photos on tour, so no one knows that it was me posting those photos on my timeline. As I've already said on this show, Curtis, nobody's going to catch me doing what I do because I use incognito mode. Yes. <laughs> 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 I love that it warns you when you when you switch to that that uh you know, the network will still be you know, your traffic is still going to be monitored whatever it is that it says but uh because yeah. I like to use that when I'm testing web apps because then it's not going to store it's not going to cache everything like it would normally. If you put in ten thousand dollars, these people are going to give you one of these stupid hoverboards. That's ridiculous. Ten thousand dollars for a skateboard that's got magnets. How bottom. about we take $10,000 and use that to upgrade the internet infrastructure? In that um, city? Yeah, that could be. The uh, wireless I, infrastructure. This is, this is stupidity. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah. If you spend $1,000, if you pledge $1,000, you'll get an extended coach and ride session on the board. Ooh. <laughs> boy, that sounds like really... Uh, boy, that's where do I sign up for this? How do yeah. I get to this... Uh, how do I get to this Kickstarter website they're talking about here? Uh, that sounds really enticing. By the way, we yeah, have, a, we have a phone ahead. call. Let's go ahead and go to the phone. How about that? All right. Hey, hey there. Am yeah. I on the air? You are. Hi, who's this? 
This is Eddie Dean. What's up, guys? Oh, God, it's him. We were just I talking know. about how we hope you don't call the show tonight because, God, thought, you do it all the time. I thought you had well, the filter to, in place. I wanted to call in and tell you guys about my new uh, Kickstarter page. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pay my mortgage this month, so I figured I'd start up a Kickstarter page and uh, see if I can get a help that way. Yeah, that sounds like a. what you need to do is come up with some sort of a tech tie-in. Maybe you can come up with some new sort of microphone that you're recording people with in the back room and say, if I can just keep this mortgage paid, I'll be able to develop this microphone that I'm using. For anyone who doesn't know, Eddie Dean is an audio recording engineer. What you need to do is say that uh, for a, a donation of $1,000 or more, you can listen to uh, Gabcast. That's an idea. That's, you know, if you could work that angle somehow and promise some sort of a grand future that's going to descend upon the listening audience of the Gabcast if they just put up enough cash. Maybe you could make something happen there. I don't know. Uh, are you really having problems? I mean, do we need to uh, do we need to no. solicit the audience for Eddie Dean donations? Eddie, just <laughs> no. remember the, the I'm, money I'm order fine. is in the mail. I, I've sent you the money order. It's in the mail. I, I would track it for you, but it costs money, and I can't do that. Yeah, I could use uh, a couple box fans, though. I got you covered. Maybe you could go to the people running the Morphia Flow Legal Relief Fund and see if they'll give you that $350 that's in there. For the pain and suffering of uh, being on the same forum. And a few other things. Yeah. Did you guys see that uh, Kickstarter page where the guy uh, says he was going to have a potato salad party and he yeah. ends up getting like thirty grand or some crazy number? <laughs> um, it's the only successful Kickstarter page that I think I've ever seen. I thought you know, that we, I thought that all the Kickstarter stuff had to have a, a tech tie-in of some sort. It doesn't. No, it's all types of things. You can do it if you want to record an album, write a book. Really? Yeah. What we need to do, and I'm going to count on one of our listeners to to take care of this because I don't think either the three of us are going to be interested to put our time in. I forgot it, but... that the caller can hear me cough, even if I'm potted down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Hopefully I'm doing an okay job of uh, muting my coughs, but I think I missed a few. Uh, what we need to do is we need to do a Kickstarter for uh, the the Bell Gab uh, meetup, like the, the big uh, annual conference that we have. But let's get that on Kickstarter. Dude, if you saw some of the private, like uh, the uh, reported post messages I get and private messages I get from people, do you really think I want to go meet up? <laughs> is that <real>? Well... <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think any of us actually want this up. to happen. Go ahead, Eddie. supposed to be a big meetup. Uh, Aldous was talking about doing a meetup, a Bell Gap meetup on a train or something, taking yeah, a train from California to Vegas, or I don't remember what the destinations were. But, uh, hmm. but yeah, they started, you know, we were talking about that on a uh, thread on Bell Gap about yeah, a year ago. Yeah, that's interesting. Because you could get the ticket and show up, and then if it's weird, you could say, oh, no, sorry, I'm just on the wrong train. Half of, on the wrong cart. Half of Bell Gab's members are sending George Norrie letters asking for help buying prescription eyeglasses. I don't think they can <laughs> afford to travel to the American Southwest. <laughs> I did have a tech question for you guys. Oh. Um, I have a uh, Windows 7 PC that just decided to die. I got a couple blue screens, uh, and I did, uh, like, Two system restores to an earlier point, 
And now what it does is the screen just completely locks up uh, at random points, and uh, and I have to do like a uh, like a cold boot. I have to completely shut the power down uh, before I can gain access again. Uh, and it's completely unstable. Um, and I was wanted to call and see if you guys thought it could be possibly a software issue or if it's uh, probably more likely a hardware issue. Yeah, my first thought is that it's a hard drive problem. I would run like a program like Spinrite or there's a couple other programs you can use too to to scan that drive outside of Windows to make sure that it is fine. But it sounds like to me it's getting to a point in the drive where there's bad sectors and it just stops running there. Uh, another tool you can run is uh, called MemTest. That'll test your memory. Uh, but I doubt it's a RAM problem. My guess is it's most well, likely your hard drive. So how would I run something like that on a hard drive where the system locks up? I mean, the system is even locked up and frozen uh, when I was in the BIOS. Oh, oh, really? You're in the BIOS screen and it doesn't? Then, yeah, then it's you locked have... up in the BIOS screen a couple times. Have you tried reseeding the RAM? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, just take the RAM out and put it back in. And do the same with the hard drive. Even though you're not in the OS, I've seen hard drives. I've seen defective hard drives yeah, or, or hard drives that needed to be reseeded cause all number of any number of problems even before you get into Windows. Just because the motherboard is... Even though you're not in Windows, the mother the hardware is still communicating with all those components that are plugged into it. And if they're not right. functioning correctly, then sky's the limit as far as what can happen. But yeah, is this a Dell well, computer? No, it's uh, I built it myself. Okay, cool. So I just went uh, well, there's your problem right there. I mean, <laughs> well, WR250 brought up something really good in the chat room. Look for uh, look at the capacitors and see if any of them are swollen or blown, because it could be that too. And if the they are, capacitor? what you need to yeah, the capacitors on the motherboard. And if any of them are, what you need to do is just get right down in there, put your lips on them, and just suck the juice out, suck the extra <laughs> juice out of the capacitors, and you'll be golden. I, I've already done that though, but uh, they weren't capacitors. <laughs> <laughs> in well, the show, because he just won. Uh, you, you you need to do the George Costanza exit now. Thank you very much. And good <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the, the, there's another tool you could use to test the hard drive. Um, But, I mean, even if you – I don't think it's the hard drive more than likely. It's probably something with the memory or, as Curtis suggested, you've got some bad caps on the motherboard. But if you do want to test your hard drive, another utility you can use that's free – is called HDD Regenerator, and it mm -hmm. actually is a little better than Spinrite in some ways in that Spinrite doesn't work properly on drives that are over 640 gigabytes, number one. And number, two, and number two, Spinrite doesn't work well on certain chipsets. Uh, HDD Regenerator seems way more robust in that regard, and if uh, necessary, just let me know after the show, and I can send you a, a CD image of HDD Regenerator, so you can just burn it from that image, and you'll have it. And so okay. what you'll do is just put the disk in the machine. You'll uh, start the machine up. Did you Do you know what key you need to press in order to get the boot menu whenever you turn the machine on? Yeah, I think it's F8 or F5 or one of the function keys, isn't it? It's definitely yeah. not F8. Okay. <laughs> Which one is it? <clears throat> Maybe F10 or F12. 
Or delete sometimes, bios, escape, maybe. Yeah, if you go to the BIOS, usually you can go from there and you can select what to boot from. Yeah, you just need to be able to boot from that CD and... Well, if he installed Windows on it, he knows how to do it. Well, well that's I can true. just unplug... I can, well, I was thinking I could just unplug the hard drive, unplug the SATA cable from the hard drive and just let it boot right off the CD, but you're saying I would that leave, I need to yeah. gain access to the hard drive after the CD runs? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if you're going to run HDD Regenerator, there's no point if the hard drive isn't plugged in. Well, he's going to run it in the cloud. He's going to run it psychically. He's going yeah. to really concentrate hard on it. That just... sounds like a topic for a GAPcast, <clears throat> uh, psychic hard drives. We'll get Shine to call in and have her give us some of her thoughts on psychically testing a hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll combine the best of both worlds into a spec cast or gab spec. I don't know, or gab sheet. I don't know how we'll do that. Um, down. It sounds like, yeah, just take the memory out, unplug the hard drive, plug it all back in, and see if that doesn't fix your problem. I'll bet it does. You probably don't have a software issue, though. That sounds pretty... I mean, you never know, though. Yeah, I mean, I you could yeah. have both, and you just... It's just like, from a probability standpoint, it sounds like a hardware issue. Yeah, I mean, I had a, a video card in there, and I had an audio card in there, and uh, I completely took those out. I thought maybe one of those went bad, especially maybe the video card. Uh, and I'm mm -hmm. just booting off of the uh, the video onboard video on the motherboard, and uh, still had the same problems. But I'll try to reseat the RAM and uh, try to run that program off of the uh, CD drive and and uh, see if I can get this thing working again. Yeah, just remind me if you'd like a an ISO of that software because I'll totally forget unless you remind me. Just text me. Okay, cool. All right, man. Thanks right, for the call. Good it was a good call. Yep. See you, brother. Thanks. That was Eddie Dean of Gabcast fame. WR250 says it's F8 on his machine to get the boot menu. I just can't believe that. What manufacturer is going to make the boot menu the same key that you use to get the start mode menu? The, I, yeah, I don't think that's safe mode. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Do you? Have you ever no, seen I, a the, machine the, that uses F8 for the one, boot no. menu? I've never seen no, I that. I'd like to know what motherboard Asus, that is, sir. I've had Asus motherboards. I didn't think it was F8. <clears throat> Every but Asus I mean, I've used uh, uses Escape to get a boot menu. Yeah, I can't think of which. I think they use Escape. It's definitely not F8. I don't know. Uh, I've got a... Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there's your uh, Eddie Dean call and your hoverboard story. Senator Leahy wants Comcast to promise they're not going to do anything with internet fast lanes. And I've been thinking about this, and it scares me the notion of the government stepping in and telling independent operators uh, on the internet or internet service providers themselves how they have to conduct business, because then that opens the door for the government to step in and regulate them in any other number of ways. Maybe in the future, the Internet will be regulated just as over-the-air broadcast content is, and we won't be able to say words like poo-poo on our podcast. Or <laughs> at least I won't be able to. It's never been a concern of yours, Curtis. You're as pure as the wind-driven snow. But I, I've been known to get a little, uh, get a little saucy from time to time. <laughs> and uh, so the, the sky becomes the limit. Uh, as far as what the government can do. But on the other hand, I don't want my internet service provider being able to tell me that I can't visit certain websites 
or that I will be hobbled in the course of visiting certain websites because that website doesn't have a partnership with the internet service provider that I use. And I've been doing some thinking about this, and it seems to me if people like Senator Leahy really care about this issue, the solution isn't further government regulation. It's not getting on your hands and knees with hat in hand, begging Comcast not to engage in internet fast lane or slow lane uh, uh, agreements or disagreements with other companies. The solution is to make it easier for additional internet service providers to do business. Yeah. And to eliminate Increase the pipeline, it, the the solution that and and they need to remove whatever restrictions are in place that make it so cumbersome, to make it so burdensome for for a company to come in and say we are going to be a new internet service provider in Muncie, Indiana. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's there's so much regulation in place that makes that so difficult to do. It's so much more costly than it really needs to be. Uh, whatever restrictions are in place that are making that hard, those need to go away. These deals that cable companies have that are like all these cable companies that have lobbyists that are in cahoots with, uh, I can't believe I just said cahoots like it's 1947. (laughs) Yeah, they're in cahoots, see? (laughs) Well, they're inside the same (laughs) ecosystem, so. That's why your municipality in many cases doesn't provide free internet access, even though they would probably like to be able to. It's because they have some sort of agreement with the cable company that operates in that geographic area. There's something preventing them from doing so, because I guarantee you most, most municipalities would totally be providing their people free internet access wirelessly or via some other mechanism if they were able to. If we get rid of all of that crap, people have a real choice in terms of who it is they go to for their internet access. These problems all go away. All of it goes away. Well, it goes back to the old uh, baby bell and and phone lines, the way cities and and regions were, excuse me, were all locked into where one one company has to use a certain provider, but right across the street, because of a dividing line that you can't see, they have to use a different provider, but they're going to pay triple what you pay because that provider uh, doesn't care. They know they, ha- they have a locked-in monopoly. And that's exactly how they treat internet providers. It really annoys me. Mm. Yeah, I, I've just... I used to be on the whole, yes, I am sick of this, and I want the FCC to do something about these internet service providers, but that really isn't the solution. I mean, it, no. it's just well, uh, the market needs to take care of this. And if there's more demand, then increase that's the, the problem. There's no market. Yeah. I get I get so annoyed right. when I hear yeah, people I use terms like competition when it comes right. to Internet access or who, who people get their TV service from or whoever people you know, even landline. I mean, that's what's hilarious to me. There's more competition when it comes to the company you choose for your 1950s style home phone service than when you go to purchase internet access. There's more competition there than when it comes to buying your internet access. It makes no sense to me. In 2014, I should have I should have 10 options as far as how oh, I get on yeah. the internet. And right now, um, there are really, right here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri at least, there are only really two viable options, one of which really isn't that viable. That's AT&T's DSL, which sucks. The other option is internet from Charter. Thankfully, Charter seems to be a pretty decent company. 
as far as they don't throttle in any way that I've noticed. Um, if I call, I speak to an American who speaks proper English, and I can speak to somebody within about two minutes. Um, and they generally don't seem to give me a lot of lip if I've got something that I want fixed. Um, but um, that seems kind of unusual to me. I think most cable companies really suck from the customer service perspective. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I have Comcast, yep. and you, you, you've heard my problems. <laughs> yeah, you've really gone through the ringer. And uh, I just think that the solution to all of this net neutrality discussion uh, is better competition and to remove the government restrictions that have gotten in the way. It's the FCC. Really, that's the irony. The FCC wants to step in to guarantee net neutrality, when in reality it's the FCC themselves who are the barrier to net neutrality because of all the regulations that have made it impossible for there to be additional competition out there. So that's the solution. Well, you know, another solution is if everyone used Firefub. Yeah, we uh, have a version of Firefub that is currently uh, in production. And, you know, I still have not tried the alpha, the private alpha. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and see here if I can download. Yeah, I don't know if that server is going to be on. Oh, really? It might be. Go ahead and try. Okay, well, let me see if I can find the link in our Skype conversation. I don't know if it's an... I'm looking for blue text, but I don't know if it was an actual link. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Can okay. Just yeah. I, I just have to see if the VM that, that runs that is on. I might have to turn it back on. There is a fire... There... Uh, oh, no, that's... Uh, that's the... Man, I'm going all the way back to September, and I don't see anything. Did, uh, did you send this to my Michael Van Dieven Skype account or to the one that I'm on now? The one you're on now. Really? Yeah, okay, that server is on. Uh, uh, did uh, I send it to you in a text? Hold on, let me... You just you just sent me the link in a Skype conversation. I thought I did. <sighs> I'm looking here, man. I do not... I don't uh, see it. Oh, here it is. It's, it, I found it. It's not okay. It's not an actual link. So It's a... It's a oh, URL, really? but it's not... Yeah. It's not. It didn't highlight it. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's go ahead and download the latest version of Firefub. So the link seems to work properly. I'll go ahead and place that in my downloads folder. Firefub is not commonly downloaded and could be dangerous. I'm going to go ahead and keep that file anyway because I want the Firefub experience because Firefub is giving me the web again. It's putting the web in my hands. And I like... Wait till you you see my tagline I've added to it. It says up in the uh, the title bar, Firefub, so advanced you don't need a browser. That's uh, I like the way go. this company thinks. It's uh, really innovative. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and try and browse to Google, google.com. <clears throat> oh, hey, it loads Bing for me. That's nice. That's a nice feature. Let's see what happens if I go to, uh, what was the other one you recommended I try? I go to Apple. Oh. Sorry, I, as soon as I started typing the URL, sorry, no websites starting with vowels allowed. That was a feature that I recommended a couple of years ago, and it, it automatically from there takes you back to Belgab. Uh, this is a feature that I really have to say I'm an approval of, but <laughs> you're, you're I thought it would be—I thought it would be best to implement the no vowel domain name rule on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. I think that the software oh, should that, look at your system it, clock and determine whether or not it done. needs to apply that rule. Done. Uh, 
There are several uh, features. Okay, go to Bing. Go to Bing. Okay, let me go to Bing. I will go to Bing.com. Bing.com. Uh, and as as I'm typing the URL, a box pops up and says, "Have some self respect." <laughs> That's nice. And then it takes me to ask. So yes. this browser really, I think, is at the forefront of web technology. I'm wholeheartedly going to recommend and endorse this. And I would suggest that our listeners consider installing Firefub version 0.001A immediately. Yes. And, Let's uh, do a Z. Let's do it backwards. We can't make this available to people yet, though. We need to further develop it. Uh, we've got the Firefub development thread on bellgab.com, and we are going to... Uh, actually, in reality, this browser is an annoying piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's supposed to be. <laughs> this browser sucks balls. Let me try going to Google News and see what happens. Oh. Before I even pressed enter, it said this web page cannot be found. Let's try going to news.google.com and see what happens. Oh my god, see, this browser's flawed because it properly loaded Google Google News. So I'm <laughs> yeah. a little concerned that uh I'm a little concerned. And it's even got me it's even got the cookie from a session from one, one of my other browsers. <laughs> yes. That's a little frightening, I have to say. We has your information. Yeah. That that's just because it's it's based off of IE right now. It's gonna be switched to Chromium. <laughs> for the back end. That's awesome. So Firefub is in development. I think over the course of the next month or so, you're going to have an installable version that's available. You think we could really pull some stuff off in the course of a month, Curtis? Oh, yeah. I mean, we could really just load some features into this thing and just really make yeah, it work. I, I like the uh, the day, certain days of the week that vowels don't work. Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Okay, Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Why right. would you do that on any other day of the week? I, I can't imagine. Yeah. What kind of a sick person would you be? <laughs> well, what site do you want it to redirect to? Do you want it to go to Belgab? Yeah, we'll work on that. All right. It needs to be something that'll get the feds knocking on your door. I do know that. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yes. Some, it needs to be something where questionable photography can be found. Yeah. Uh, well, then you're going to call this release the Morphia release. Morphia <laughs> oh, that, release. now that was uncalled for. I cannot believe you just didn't find it. Uh, <laughs> what? So that's Firefub version point zero 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 one a It's going to be available within the next month or so for you and your we, we, we internet to... experience. We need to go back and listen to some of these past shows and extract some of those wonderful development ideas we had for this product that we've since forgotten about. Uh, I wish there were a transcript of each show so that the shows were searchable because there are numerous <laughs> times I'd like to go back and see what we said about something. And, mm -hmm. well, and the, there's just no way. Isn't there a translation service you can run through uh, an MP3 file and it'll, it'll kick out a transcript for you. Man, I, I know guess. you can do it for video. I'm sure it's horrible. Oh yeah. It, 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 it might give you any. some sort of a basis though. It might give yeah. you some kind of a, a well, we, starting we need someone. Point. We need someone to commit the time to do something similar to what No Agenda does for their show notes and links. Cat Smile suggests on Firefub that we consider using LemonParty.org <laughs> as one of the landing pages. I think that, uh, and if you're not 
Sure, lemon lemonparty.org is a website dedicated to people <laughs> who like having parties featuring baskets of lemons. They'll put posters of lemons all over the walls. They'll have these baskets everywhere. There's lemonade, there's lemon-scented air fresheners, people sitting around tables telling their lemon stories. It's really a wonderful environment if you're a fan of lemons. So we may end up using lemonparty.org as one of the landing pages. I I don't know. We'll have to think about that. We'll have to weigh the pros and cons. UIG says we should use Steve Gibson's transcriber. Uh, the problem is I think she's one of his employees. I don't know if he's going to loan her to us or not. Maybe if we buy 30 copies of SpinWrite um, <laughs> that won't run on a hard drive over 640 gigabytes in the year 2014. Well, you don't need more than that. 64K <laughs> is all you need. Has he updated that pile of shit yet? I don't know. I haven't heard. I, I, I've i got like several episodes to listen to right now that I haven't heard, but I'm sure he hasn't. Because he's, he's always, if you say I'm so bad annoying. about getting an idea and not going all the way through, oh, he's, uh, the he's worst. got more ideas. Yeah. He I, I, I just worst. try to follow the same template that he has. And people are paying $90 a pop for that. That's. But why don't we get Vlad? I mean, I bet he has access to some cheap labor. In Romania, we just should have one of his friends. I'm sure Vlad in Romania has access to a lot of cheap things, period. (laughs) Whatever it is you shouldn't have access to, do you want it cheaply? Vlad is going to get it for you. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm looking at the the chat room right now, and there's absolutely no way I would click on any of those links that I don't know about, like the one Fearless One just put in. Meatspin.com sounds credible. That one I've heard of. That sounds credible. Yeah. what is it? Do you know? I, I I'm trying to remember if that's the if it was the nasty side. What was it? Uh, I don't. I'll, I'm not going to find out. Uh, what about oh. Fearless Ones? W o w o m g dot com. Wow. I have no idea what that is. Why don't you click that and you tell me what it is? And Fearless One even made it clickable. Um, that's very considerate of Fearless. Yeah, go ahead and click. Go do this real time. You you go to that site. I think you should call your children into the room, and the three of you should experience it together. Well, that happened to me on Lemon Party. <laughs> did it? Do that. No way. Did that really? No, my wife was my, my my wife was standing beside me, and someone had sent it, and I clicked the link with no idea, and we were both like, "Oh no, <laughs> what is that?" And so I closed the the page right as it came up, and you know, as you're registering, what the pictures are. And I had to go back. So I'm like, you know, I'm not really sure I knew what that was. But UIG says, I bought the controllers and Steve stopped talking about it. What's he talking about? Do you know? I don't know. No. I'm trying to figure out the context of that. I don't I don't know. I'm assuming he's talking about oh, Steve the, Gibson. The dog killer device? Is that what he, Whatever happened to the dog killer device, he said. And he says, I bought the controllers and Steve talk, stopped talking about it. Who knows? Okay, go to the link Cat Smile just sent. Which one? Uh, the the most recent one, meatspin.fr. Really? You think I'm going to well, click no. that? Do it, but I, why me? I, why me? Why is it I can't just? Do, hey, give it I'm to Mikey. He'll eat anything. <laughs> yeah, is that right. the philosophy Try it. here? Try it. You'll like it. You've really got to be about 34 minimum to understand that reference. You get that? I know. God, the guy in that commercial is like 80 now. He's you know, been getting Social Security for 24 years. It's moments like that that remind me just how much, how crazy <laughs> life is. That it feels like yesterday that commercial was on all the time. And you're right, we're old. 
I remember being probably four years old with that commercial being on TV thinking, <laughs> they're using my name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a name like Curtis, I never got things like that. Well, it's a horrible name. Who uses the name well, yeah. Curtis for anything? Who does? Well, Jamie Jamie Lee uses it for her last name, not even her first name. Right. Well, you know, people have names like Amschler as their last names. <laughs> it wouldn't work as a first. Amschler Smith. Yeah. Come here, Amschler. Yeah. Oh, this reminds me. I was driving through a, a town in Indiana uh, called Columbus. And, you know, right now it's election time, so everybody has their uh, signs up. And I noticed for their county recorder uh, office, a lady named Anita Anita Hull. Anita. <laughs> Anita that's Hull. That's awesome. Surely well, that's so, a gag. Someone no, just... I, so I, I saw that, and it had a lady who looked like she could be, you know, your mom on it. You know, she's a really nice lady. Uh, <laughs> and so I call my wife, because I have to share this moment with somebody else. <clears throat> and so I say, go online, uh, search for Bartholomew County, which is the county Columbus is in. Uh, county recorder uh, candidates and she's like why I said just do it and so she does and she sees that's the name and she researches this lady a little bit more and can you imagine tell me what you think her husband Anita Hull's husband what's his name um let me think um Rob Hull <laughs> how about Harry <laughs> so it's Anita and Harry Hull I was thinking of more like a, uh, from a rape perspective, Rob Hole. Oh, he, yeah. You're going to like steal <laughs> yeah. Hole? Yeah. Well, no, her husband's name's Harry. Well, that gives me an idea. I would like to see somebody invent a fictitious political candidate. And mm -hmm. I'm sure this has probably already been done out there somewhere. I need to take this gum out of my mouth. And create some, somebody, some candidate with a funny name that's sort of a play on words like that. And yeah. just put banners all over the place and have some kind of crazy website with whacked out campaign platform ideas. And just... Wait, so you're saying you basically want to use Rand Paul's website? <laughs> what do you got to be knocking Rand Paul for? I'm a, I'm his number one supporter. I've already donated $10,000 to his 2016 political presidential <laughs> campaign. Did you know that? I believe it. I have so already donated $10,000 to the Rand Paul campaign. Oh, I thought that was to the hoverboard. Well, that's what I donated it to. I thought they were the okay. same thing. I, <laughs> okay, uh, cool. I don't know. Well, I, you're more likely to get the government you want out of the hoverboard than you are him. I thought, uh, what the heck? He'll get to air a commercial on, on the local news <laughs> yeah. station for all the blue-haired ladies to see, and I'll get a hoverboard. He killed two birds with one stone. <laughs> Everybody wins, I think, there. Um, No, I haven't donated $10,000 to Rand Paul. There are people yeah. out there who literally believe that, like sending me messages. Michael, I don't think you've looked closely enough into the platform of that man. He's dangerous <laughs> for America, and here are the reasons why. Yeah. And uh, I'll have a whole litany of things to read when it's like, you know, I really should be playing Left for Dead right now. I can't be reading all of this. You, you, Speaking of, you're not on my friends list anymore. What happened? Did you unfriend me? Where? On Xbox Live. No. Well, you know what? Um... Several months ago, I just went through and I deleted everyone on my friends list. And the reason why was because I got tired of seeing those notifications popping up every time one of them came online. And so I probably just, you got swept up in all of that and I didn't realize, I'd forgotten you were in there. 
because you never play any games with me or communicate with me on there in any way whatsoever anyway. So who cares, right? I guess. Yeah. I really enjoyed those moments when my son's playing Minecraft on my account and he says, what's a jism satchel? I think that's a conversation between you and your son that's long overdue. And I think you should view that as an opportunity to apprise your son of the reality by which he's surrounded. Yeah, son, you're playing Minecraft, which means you've already connected to a world that's far more dangerous than you realize. UIG says, yeah, MV Evelyn would think you meant the 10,000 thing. (laughs) That's exactly it. That is exactly... That is exactly it. That's exactly the type of thing that would happen with Evelyn. She'd be like, later on, Michael, I don't know about that. Because, you know, there's... Actually, Michael, I don't know about that because... It just sounds like a problem. I mean, I don't think you've properly thought this out. There's some problems with what it is you are talking about on the show. And I don't know if you're necessarily thinking things through. Anyway, YouTube has potentially infected over 100,000 users during the past 30 days. Yeah, Google did the same thing. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's as is always the case when people get infected with stuff through Facebook or through YouTube or whatever. It's always the ads. It's always yeah. the ads. Sometimes the ads... But don't stop clicking them. Sometimes the ads don't even have to be clicked. Sometimes there's just JavaScript embedded in the ads that gets you just when they display. Yeah, or there are flash ads. Just the act of having that ad displayed on your screen, um, that's enough to get you. But in this case with YouTube... This was over the course of about 30 days, 100,000 users infected, potentially. Um, but these ads had to be clicked. And so what they did mm. was there was there was a legit, um, I think it was a, uh, it was a Polish government website. And what would happen is if you clicked one of these ads, it would point to this legit Polish government website, which had been hacked, or the server had been hacked, not the website itself, but... What they did was they created subdomains on this. So let's say it's polishwebsite.gov. And what they did was they created hacker.polishwebsite.gov. If you clicked on one of these ads, it would forward you to that subdomain, which in turn would forward you to where they really wanted you to go, which is where you would proceed to be infected. Um, Pretty smart. You know what annoys me? On this page for this article from neowen.net, one of the ads on it is for Samsung's Knox for the Galaxy S5. I saw that. What is that? I thought Knox is just something that tells Samsung and your phone mobile provider whether you rooted the device or not. Yeah, well, that that's part of it, but this is like the security platform for Enterprise, too. Really? Yeah, but that's, that's funny that you got the same ad. Yeah, I saw oh, that. That annoys me. I saw that. I thought that was an... I, I just saw it in passing. I thought it was an article. article. I just ignored it. Yeah. Well, no, they spawned. Oh, so this they, they sponsored it. How ironic is that? That Samsung security suite Knox, uh, or Samsung promoting their security suite <coughs> Knox, sponsored this page. You and know, it happens to be about an infection. Cat Smile says, "Amen" or "Amen," depending on which part of the country you're from. He says, "Amen." More power to AdBlock Plus, and. Also, more power to the modified hosts file, which you can mm. get at someonewhocares.org slash hosts slash zero. Is that the URL? 
Uh, it's been a while since I've gone to I'm it. doing it that by right memory. Right. I think that's it. Uh, yeah, it's someonewhocares.org slash hosts slash zero. Just copy and paste that uh, entire hosts file into your hosts. Hold on. This stupid cat is in the room with me, and the door's closed, and she wants out. I'm going <laughs> to have to deal with this shit. Hold on. Or the other option is to use uh, PFSense as your firewall, or as your router, and then set up Squib as your firewall and uh, subscribe to a list of uh, blocking sites. And WR250, do you have a Samsung S5 or Note that that is rooted? Because I've been considering rooting mine if I can. But the nice thing about this hosts file, of course, is that it prevents your uh, computer from being able to communicate with any number of ad-serving services, uh, malicious websites, et cetera, et cetera. But what I would like to be able to do, and this is something that would make for good uh, spec sheet conversation, I'd like to have this done at the router level. I'm, I'm tired of blocking this stuff at the machine level. I want a router that blocks all of this stuff That's what ac I was just saying. across yeah. the network, regardless of what device you're connecting with. I don't even have to run Adblock Plus or Adblock anymore. Um, just by connecting to my network, you will be uh, under the umbrella of all of this. And so you and I talked about this briefly. And why don't you tell the audience what you said, Curtis? Yeah, so what you need to do is install PFSense on a PC. It can even be a low-powered PC or uh, you know something that's not going to kill your electric bill. And then from that, you can go and subscribe subscribe to a list of uh, or a service that updates regularly for the same equivalent of what you're doing with the host file, where it's going to block sites uh, based on the criteria you give it. Uh, and it's so much nicer because across all your devices, uh, these uh, hosts are not going to be able to load. So no extra software installed. You know, your kids don't have to know about how you do it. If you have kids and you want them not to see it, this will work for content filtering too. Um, it's definitely the way to go. So you, you, you use a package called Squid inside PFSense, which is just a way to, to route uh, traffic. So you install PFSense on this machine, uh, run an Ethernet cable from the machine to a switch, plug all your network devices or machines rather into the switch, and then point them all to the PFSense machine as the default gateway, and mm -hmm. from there, well, that's it, huh? Yeah, well, you set it up to be just like a router. So, I mean, it's, it's got a DHCP server running on it. Uh huh. So, it's just like your, your router you would have wow. been using before. That's nice. Uh, you can do like I do. I've got multiple network cards in my box, so I can segment my network just like it's... A, or I have VLANs, basically, inside it. Mm -hmm. So, I have uh, one access point that you can connect to that gives you direct access into my network, and then another access point that gives you just guest access that is totally segmented from everything on my network. So if you drive past my house and you see the wireless access point that's called ufoship.com, as long as you can guess the very sophisticated password, which anyone who's a Belgab user would figure out really quickly, you could have access into my wireless network and uh, have segmented connection to do whatever it is you're going to do, but you're going to be blocked by, uh, by Squid keeping you from... Uh, going to any nefarious sites.
I'm looking at this host's file on someonewcares.org, and there are about eight different variations of two girls, one cup that are blocked. <laughs> and there's I another. There's a couple other ones after that called fourgirlsfingerpaint.com. I, gee, I wonder what that could be. Uh, that sounds rather <laughs> interesting. I'll bet you that it's a... Say um, it again. What was it? Fourgirlsfingerpaint.com. That's the I've number four. I've never heard of that. And I'll bet you what it is. It's probably a Bob Ross tribute site. That's my initial <laughs> impression of that. Probably. So I would think that it's probably got a lot of artistic credibility associated with it. So, yes, PF Sense, if you would like to be able to block all of this crap at the router level, I think rather than using some old machine... You'd from an electric uh, from an electricity standpoint, from a power consumption standpoint, I think you'd be better off if you just went to Walmart and bought the cheapest modern desktop PC that they have on the shelf there for like two hundred and eighty bucks. I think that mm. would consume far less power than well, the old Dell that you're going to pull out of the closet to do this. Well, the, the, well, as long as like the big thing for me is making sure I had gigabit uh network so just be sure which any modern pc is going to have that right on it. but uh if you're you're going to have want to have two network cards you want to be sure you get another gigabit network card you can run it on one but that's way too complicated for the average user um, to set it up with two cards it's really easy you you get to a screen where it says plug in your cable to one of your cards uh coming from your internet and when it lights up oh say, that's, yep, right. that's right yeah one. you're gonna have yeah. one from from the wan that's right okay right I was thinking, I was like, why do you need two? Oh, yes, okay, I see. Hi, yeah. we have a caller. Hello, how are you? How are you guys this evening? Uh, we're great. Hi, uh, thanks for calling. Who's this? This is Got To. Oh, hey, brother. What are you up to? Oh, uh, you know, just calling in about PS Sense. I've actually got a couple of little boxes. What do you I think? think I have. It, it gives PSN's you a great are, uh, VP. Go ahead. PS Sense is awesome because it's extensible. You can extend it to do just about anything you need. Yeah, um, there's a lot of plugins out there. Even internal DNS, you can run your own internal DNS and everything like that as well. On top of all that, if you really wanted to. So, what's um, the best option when you're running PFSense on a machine as opposed to running a conventional router? If you want to have wireless infrastructure, um, well, you can actually, if you want to have wireless infrastructure, you're gonna have to add your own access point and. I would or buy a just a straight access point. I would well, not, no, you can use a router. I wouldn't go I mean, that would yeah, make more sense, I think, just to use a router, right? Yeah, so, I mean, because well, it's going to be a lot cheaper to buy a router and configure. The, the thing, all you have to do is, uh, so your router usually has one port for WAN and then four or five ports uh, on the LAN side. What you do is take oh, the you router. plug in the LAN side, most right, likely. And unless then you, turn you happen into a, to into a hub, too. unless you happen to have one of those that you have to put into bridged mode, and some of those you can actually bridge properly. Yeah, well, you can, but for the average person, it's just as easy to use. Probably the router you have currently, if it has wireless built in, then you're just going to move it down the line to where nothing's plugged into the WAN. You plug in to the switch that has your your LAN connection on it. Plug that into one of the the switch ports on the LAN side of the router, and then there you go. Now you have access uh, through it. Hmm. And configure it to where you know you have whatever <coughs> SSID you want. And the nice thing is yeah. that you can actually manage that then from PFSense. So, Gatun, yes, what can. are the, what are some of the things that you do with this that you wouldn't be able um, to do with a conventional router? Well, actually, what I am doing with it, it, mine actually does have. I do have a professional Meraki access point, 
for my wireless and a uh, power over Ethernet gigabit 28 port layer two switch that it plugs all into. I'm jealous and, of the switch. Uh, I actually VLAN out my my network here because I actually have a DSXI virtual hypervisor VMware hypervisor that I run all my work boxes and my personal workstation on, and uh, that's where pretty much everything happens. So all my stuff is separated out and segregated, and IP phones are segregated and all that stuff. So, Well, then. That's sad <laughs> that you and I have the same setup. Do you really, Curtis? Yes. Wow. The two you just described should... my setup, except his his wireless access point is better than mine. I've got a Netgear ProSafe uh, access point. It's an enterprise, uh, or it's a business level, uh, which yeah. has it has some enterprise features to it, but it's not nearly as uh, powerful as what yeah, he has. But yeah. Uh, actually, mine's only the MR12, so I only have a single radio in mine, which is kind of a downfall to the device, but it was an early edition of it, and uh, I got it for free with a three-year cloud license, so you can't really beat free. Yeah, hey, guys, cool. I've got a Linksys E3000 router, and it's got Wi-Fi. <laughs> you got us beat, man. I can connect wirelessly wait, to the Internet. Wait. So you have a Cisco router? That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Unfortunately, yes. you've got us beat. Actually, Mirage I really wish Cisco now too. So yeah, I really wish the the one thing you've got me beat on is my my switch. I've got a forty eight port gigabit switch, but it's not layer two. I wish it was. Yeah, mine's a mine's an old Freecom before mm-hmm. HP bottom. And HP still sells the model that I have, but it's like they're lower end. It's not got a uh, doesn't really have a console interface. It's all web interface. So it's a little bit funky to deal with because, um, you know, when you're used to the command line and you, you, yeah. you're away from that command line stuff and you're doing it all on web interface. But it works just as well. And, again, I didn't pay anything for it, so I'm not really – don't really care. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. leftovers that people were throwing away, so – yeah, All the right. next time you have one of those that's being thrown away, uh, pass dude, it by I've got, dude, yeah. I get a hold of a lot of stuff people are throwing away. Like, I, uh, I built a second PS Sense box, and it's actually because of power, because you guys brought up the power issue. So my stuff's running on an old Dell, uh, what is this, a GX, uh, freaking. 280. I think it's like a 510 or something like that. It's, yeah, mine's running on not a, a two eighty. It ain't that old. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Those are the ones you and I have lots of uh, experience with, though. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, actually, the one I found is one of these micro sized. Back before mm-hmm. the micro ITX cases, the ones that re- connect to the monitor. No, no, no. This is a, like a, the cubicle cases, one of the early edition cubicle cases when they were really raving about how heat pipe technology had come along and well enough that they could make these cases small and still keep them cool. Yeah. Well, I don't have any way to quantify it, but I'll bet if you go and just pick up like one of those gateway micro towers at Walmart, I'll bet you the, the power consumption on that thing. Versus the old Dell, people yeah. are pulling out of the closet to use for this stuff. I'll bet you it's so much more power efficient. I mean, that's just a guess. But anyway, that's PF Sense. If you are interested in having a router that's capable of 
doing you more know, than your Linksys does. Gatun, we need to uh, set up a VPN between the two of us. He's gone. He went away. He? I don't know what happened to uh, him. He just went away. Uh, the other nice thing about PFSense is you can set it up as a VPN server. You can do point-to-point VPNs, or you, you can have it uh, allow clients to connect in. So you could have your laptop or phone could connect to the... <laughs> not. <laughs> I saw Cat Smile said, not P.F. Changs. Uh, P.F. <laughs> Changs, what a great place. Uh, yeah. they, they, that place combines two of my greatest fears... I have a fear of statues and a fear of food. So You're really better a to, basket, yeah. I mean, what 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 better to eat food in front of a bunch of statues? Which uncle touched you at the age of four to cause all well, of these issues? I just really a better have question to, is which one didn't. Well, that's true. When you're scared to eat scrambled eggs, I uh, something happened. Yeah. Those things are like I, they're from another planet. I don't get why. I, I don't get you people who can eat scrambled eggs. Oh. You people. Curtis, you our people, racist you, host. You people. You yeah. scrambled egg eaters. There's no way. In my utopian society, none of it will be here. Listening to you is like listening to Dan Quayle speaking in front of the NAACP. It's really... Uh, <laughs> Potato. It's, it's disturbing. P. O. So, Nokia is officially laid to rest. We talked no about more. it a couple shows back, but it's now official. And, How do you think uh, the people of... Uh, which country is it? Uh, Nokia is it Norway uh, or Finland or fin- Sweden? Yeah, one of the, or yeah. One how of do you think they feel about that? Microsoft has taken one of their uh, companies that is iconic and now and, and is associated with their country. Even if I can't remember, Finland WR uh, two fifty says uh, and now ruined it and made it Microsoft. Well, not Microsoft, but well, Lydia. I mean. I'll assume the question is just rhetorical. You know, it seems pretty clear how they feel about it. You know, this yeah. American company that none of them probably trusted, and their just, government probably doesn't use it. They're probably using Linux. Yeah, I'm sure you'd have a hard time finding Europeans who are fans of Microsoft or oh, pretty much any American business interest, really. Well, think about how many years Microsoft was paying daily fines because they wouldn't take uh, IE out of the the default. Yeah, that was uh, that was. There's a, there's still a lot of stuff going on in Europe in that regard. Google is paying fines yeah. for uh, their next. Uh, what is it that they? Oh, because they're not reading emails from users, uh, support emails. Google's yeah. actually not reading them, <laughs> and so they're being amazing? fined something like three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. I think it was. We talked about that a few shows back too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I mentioned how trying to get support from Google when you're actually a customer. It is tough, but man, if they want to sell you AdSense, they'll they'll pick the phone up every day if it's the AdSense salesperson. Something we, I think, ought to talk about is, well, this kind of ties into a few different things. I want to go back and start playing old Super Nintendo games. Yeah. And so, but the catch is, I want to be able to do so over HDMI. And so I've been looking into this and I found some sort of a tutorial where this guy opens up his Super Nintendo and he shaves down the sides of a board out of a, uh, a converter that'll allow you to uh, connect cables to certain parts of the chipset on the connect wires. You have to solder them onto the chipset and then you'll be generating a component. I'm sorry, a composite. Or, no, it's a component Pos- signal. It's compo- no, it's component. It's composite. No, it's composite. Well, I think it's... Component com- is the... It's HD. Right. Composite right. is not. 
Yeah, I know. But well, okay. it's, I'm not saying that it's necessarily an HD signal, but it's my understanding that if you uh, solder into the chipset in some sort of particular way, you will have a composite Compon- uh, component signal. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were saying you solder into the compo- composite connection, but you're saying it. For would, anyone who doesn't clear, you- component is the one that. Uh, has the red, covers. green, and blue yeah. cables, and then you have two additional cables for audio. And then composite is the one that really sucks. They're both analog, but composite's the one that really, really sucks, where it's just the uh, uh, red audio cable, white audio right. cable, and then the yellow video, which most of us used throughout the uh, 80s and 90s to play our video games. Uh, it yeah. really sucks. But <clears throat> anyway, Components so- HD, though. I mean, you can get 1080p out of that. Really? Yeah, component. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Component. Yeah, I yeah. get, I get yeah. component and po- composite mixed up. Yes, yeah. component is analog uh, HD. Gartoon in the chat room just mentioned that he had a, a friend who did the same with Raspberry Pi. Uh, I've played with doing that with my Raspberry Pi, and I'm actually going to build an arcade system. I've got the uh, template uh, ready to go, I, where you can just cut out of MDF board. I'm going to build. This is my. This is one of my many projects I hope to work on. Is build my own arcade out of a Raspberry Pi. Well. Uh, what I've been wanting to do again is play some old Super Nintendo games. I'm sure I can buy any number of these games on eBay for like five dollars each, and actually physically own them, as opposed to buying a uh, Wii U, which supposedly will allow you to download these games from Nintendo. But God knows what the restrictions are, and when they yeah, can I've flip a switch and turn it off on you, and whatever else they Wii. have control over. The original Wii when I modded mine. But the, the uh, Wii doesn't have HDMI out. No, but it has a component out. Uh, I don't want that. It, well, you're really not going to get that great a quality, I don't think, out of it anyway. Well, okay, but... But, here, but the system you're talking about, yeah, I, 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 I'll let you keep talking. I'll shut up. Yeah, thank you, Curtis. If you could do that, you know... No, I can't. If you could, if you could, I tried. I tried. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I mean, no matter just, what I do, if I just, you could, I, want, I, I, don't. I, I want to say yeah a lot, and I can't help but say yeah. So anyway, I want to play yeah. these old Super Nintendo games. I want to do so over yeah. HDMI. I was looking at these modifications to the original Super Nintendo system. It looks like a bunch of bullshit, frankly. I, I, I don't want to go through that, and then have it possibly not even work or have a fire hazard <laughs> sitting on it. Yeah. I, I just don't need that. So I've been looking into something that's pre-produced that'll allow me to play Super Nintendo games with an HDMI output, native HDMI output, true HDMI, not something that converts an analog signal to digital and then shoots it off to the TV. That's not really what I'm looking for. And um, and you address the quality issue. Uh, the guy that did this mod to his original Super Nintendo, there was a, a superb... Uh, enhancement in the quality of the image after he did this. You would think that what would happen is that all of the uh, aliasing and the artifacts and stuff would be easier to see, but what really happened mm-hmm. was, like, they showed him, for instance, playing, I think it was uh, Super Mario Brothers, the original one, and the reds were redder. The, everything just looked so much better. There's probably some upscaling stuff that's happening there, too, that has maybe yeah. some sort of an anti-aliasing effect. and Yeah, that's the TV probably handling most of it. But anyway, um, so I didn't want to do that, and I found this console called the Hyperkin Retron 5. And this thing allows you to play NES games, Super Nintendo games, Sega Genesis, 
Um, it allows you to play Famicom games, Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy. I think I just, uh, I think I just did a racial slur. Uh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry I did that. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games, and it all comes but it has out a limitation of an a- for Game Boy. Well, I don't care anyway. But it's all—it's got an HDMI output, and that all sounds great. But it, it, at the root of all of this, this thing is running Android, and yeah. it's running an emulator, a game emulator, a console emulator. So just depending upon whatever cartridge you happen to have plugged into the unit, that's what emulator it runs. So you're not actually... What that means is you have a software representation of a Super Nintendo or of a Nintendo or whatever, but you don't actually have the hardware, which that's okay because the hardware in this thing is probably so much faster than that original hardware that shipped on these consoles that you won't notice any sort of lag um, or lack of responsiveness as a result of this. You're probably not going to notice any problems whatsoever. But then I got to thinking, okay, I could go out and buy this Hyperkin Retron 5 and play these games. I'm sure that would be great, but I'm going to drop $150 on that thing, and the reviews are kind of mixed. The controller sucks. You can just look at the controller for this thing and tell. Just looking at, oh, yeah. just looking at the photos, you can tell the controller on this thing really stinks. And uh, although it does allow you to plug in the original OEM controllers from whatever uh, respective gaming system it is that you want to use. So that is nice. I could go out and get actual Super Nintendo controllers and plug into this thing. And I'm sure I could get brand new exact OEM Super Nintendo controllers even today. Probably. Oh, you can get those cheap. You, I mean, go to a, a Goodwill, you'll find a bunch. No, of I mean, them. I'm sure. I'm sure you can get them brand new, though. Oh, new, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but then you I got to thinking. Gem. I got to thinking, why buy this thing for 150 dollars with its shitty controller, and it's running an emulator in order to play these games? Why not just wait until Google's new Nexus player comes online and is available commercially? Because this thing, this Nexus player is going to have full access to the App Store. This is a, a, another set-top box, yes, but this, I think, is unique in that it has full access to the Google Play Store. And it's essentially a tablet that plugs into your TV is really what this thing is. Yeah, this uh, is what I, I hoped Chromecast could be. Right, and, and Google TV before it. Yeah. And all of which I think sort of missed the mark and, and this yeah. this new well, chromecast has been a, a lot of people bought it but yeah it's not not the end all be all no and I, I was thinking for a long time about buying a chromecast and i'm glad i didn't now that i know this is coming because this mm-hmm. has all the functionality of the chromecast plus everything you would be able to do with any android device you would hold in your hand so yeah. my thought is and and google is also manufacturing a controller for this thing which looks to me almost identical to an xbox controller and so what you'll be able to do on this thing is, in the Google Play Store, there are a million game emulators that you can install. Yeah. Um, and I could just install one of those emulators on this thing and play the games on this. And plus I'll have access to all the other stuff that you can do on an Android device. And right. all the TV entertainment that this is going to come with. Um, it's only $100, isn't it? It's only going to be 100 bucks, yeah. And the controller, which I'm sure... 
outclasses that Hyperkin controller tenfold. Yeah, I, uh, that controller well, is only going to be forty bucks. What's the controller going to communicate with? Is it a uh, uh, Bluetooth? Bluetooth. So then you could run all types of. You, you could use a Sony controller with it. And the uh, the like actual like the, the hand, PS4. not the game controller, but the regular controller that they're shipping this thing with, the one that actually ships with the unit, that's Bluetooth mm. as well. And you're going to be able to, you can see there's a little button at the top of the controller that allows you to do voice commands, and I'm sure that's going to work really well. I'm, I, I can't wait to get my hands on one of these things, primarily yeah. because I want to do all of this Super Nintendo gaming, and this is going to handle it all. And additionally, I'm not going to have to have cartridges in order to do it. I can go online and download ROMs for these games until I'm blue in the face, and they're all going to play on this thing. It's got yeah. 8 gigabytes of onboard storage. It's got a micro USB port, which seems to me to suggest that you're going to be able to plug an external hard drive into it for potentially unlimited amounts of storage. Um, well, I hope that it allows you to connect to remote stores, because back when I had uh, a media PC connected to my computer... I use or to my TV. Uh, I used to play ROMs on it every once in a while. I just had a network share on my my NAS that had all my ROMs on it, and boom, you know, you just load them from there because that way you don't have to store any of it on the the actual device. This is a very exciting device. I, the, I think this is a game changer, and it's going to slip in under the radar and catch a lot of people by surprise. I think. Will it be interesting because Apple TV is still very dominant in the world of. Uh, these media players really so yeah it is yeah a lot of a lot of those still get purchased but they haven't had great updates i mean a lot of people complain about you know how it's been left behind well even uh, apple themselves refer to the apple tv as a a side project a hobby right so even yeah, they well, themselves like at least verbally are are pretty much laying the uh, groundwork the perceptual groundwork for this thing just being a product that's going to be forgotten about yeah but it has so much potential like uh I like the idea of not having to buy a smart TV, just buying a device like these, like whether it's the Chromecast or Roku, I've got a Roku three plugged in. I use that most often, but my kids, I love the fact that they can take the the Chromecast and the iPad and plug it into any TV in the house and and they can cast to it. And it's very easy to use. My son loves the Chromecast. Did you know you can do the casting with the Roku three now? Uh, They've updated the firmware. I haven't tried it. I haven't tried it, but I saw that as an available option. What I want to know, though, is if the screen mirroring works. That's the most interesting feature to me uh, with the Chromecast is the mirroring. Because that would allow you to do to view any content, period, yeah. on your TV. Right. Yeah, I, I use that. Uh, I'm really annoyed. Uh, another reason to complain about Comcast. Uh, I've got an HBO subscription through Comcast, and... Uh, I can't use it on my Roku. I can only use it on the Chromecast because Roku hasn't been allowed by uh, HBO or sorry, by Comcast to open up HBO go. Hmm. How ridiculous. I mean, I if I have any other carrier, which I've got direct TV and Comcast, if I had bought uh, HBO go through direct TV, I could use my Roku for it. But since I bought it, it's a couple dollars cheaper to do it through Comcast. So I selected them and I can't watch it on the Roku, which is the what I use the most often. Just another example of what we're going to think back on in 10 years as the dark ages of home TV viewing. Yeah. Which, that, that reminds me, uh, did you see where HBO is going to go uh, wire cutters? Where you mm-hmm. don't have to have 
Oh, you really? Don't have to have cable service? Yeah, starting next year, they're going to release. That's got to that. make the cable companies a little scared. Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what restrictions there'll still be, but they are opening it up. Well, HBO's probably done the research and they've found that they can make X number of dollars by keeping the current arrangement, or they could make X plus Y with yeah. the open model, where everybody yeah, can switch just to it. pay five bucks a month. I mean, that could, that that gives you one more reason to cut the cord. Yeah. You know, I, I was just doing a comparison of all the TV options that are available to me. Like, I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch sports on it, and that's it. But my wife and kids watch a lot of TV and record a lot of TV. So I've got a very basic package of uh, channels from Comcast that I can use if there's bad weather and my satellite goes out. Uh, and I've got the direct TV package that, you know, I've got more channels than I'll ever need. So I was comparing to have DVR and similar packages from AT&T, U-verse, Comcast, and their Xfinity DVR system, uh, Dish Network, and DirecTV, and it all works out to be about $230 a month, regardless of which plan you pick, after their promotional like six-month or 12-month or period. There's so much collusion going on in the pricing of cable plans and features, it's ridiculous. They all make it look like they're going to give you something better, but at the end of the day, after all fees come in, they're all about the same price. I would love to cut the cable at my house if I could, but uh, until there's a really easy way to watch sports online with like a Roku, there, there's apps that try to make it work, but it's not as good. Maybe I'll just go with over the air for that. It's going to be really interesting in 10 years as uh, a lot of these boomers start dying off to see what happens in the cable industry because they are not going to be able to brag about a larger subscription base year after year. It's going to right. be shrinking year after year instead. Uh, well, I can't much as we see apart. much as we see like in a home phone service. I mean, that's shrinking year by year. Mm. Or if you look at the local over the air TV news channel that you've got in whatever town you go to, their viewership base is shrink shrinking by year after year. Uh, the newspaper subscriber base shrinking year after year. That's because these people are literally dying off. And as boomers start to die off, if you think about it, if you're, Nabila and I haven't had cable TV service since 2009. And when we did have it, we only had it for a few months because we came to the conclusion pretty quickly that this sucks and we don't want to pay for this. And yeah. uh, I think I think largely if you look at the number of uh, the overall a population of people who are cable TV subscribers today or satellite TV subscribers, most of them are boomers by far. And the children of these people are not going to have this same monthly cable bill or satellite bill that their parents had for 30 or 40 years before them. They're just yeah. not. Yeah, trust me. My usage of TV, if I could just get, uh, uh, I guess I can't get ESPN over the air, but... Uh, I can watch that on, on the apps on my phone or tablet. It's still kind of annoying to watch, but uh, if I could get rid of it, I would in a heartbeat because I don't, TV sucks for the most part, and everything that I do want to watch is available on Netflix in terms of TV series, and it's much easier to binge watch anyway. So back on the origin of this discussion, I can't wait for the Nexus Player to be available. Mm -hmm. They did already take a whole bunch of pre-orders, but they had to shut the thing down because it turned out that the FCC hadn't yet technically approved the sale of the device in the United States. And so they took all these pre-orders. 
Then they had to shut the pre-order process down. Then the FCC approval finally came through, I guess, in a matter of hours later. And then they started up the pre-order sales again, and then they sold out. And now you can't even pre-order. And of those units that were pre-ordered, it's not going to ship until somewhere around, I think, November 7th. So it's probably going to be a good couple of months before I can get my hands on one of these things. But I, I just cannot wait for the gaming experience that I know I'm going to have on this thing. It's going to be great. If, if, if everything I understand about this device is true, I'm going to be well, able to go install a Super Nintendo emulator. I'm going to be able to download ROMs, and I'm going to be able to just sit back and have a great time with a quality controller. Well, you can already do that with an MHL adapter from your phone. Just mirror it onto your TV. That's true. Yeah, I could do that now. That's true. But then I, I well, yeah, any Bluetooth controller that's, uh, yeah, you could just connect yeah. really any Bluetooth controller to your phone. And But I don't, uh, the Galaxy S5 doesn't have an HDMI out. Well, no, you can use an MHL, right, adapter that goes from USB to HDMI. Oh, really? Yeah. I was unaware of this. Yeah, just look for MHL. Hmm. This is interesting. Yeah, because you this can do that. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> a lot of new shits come to light. It's not just such a simple... <laughs> she kidnapped herself, man. I'm the walrus. Had this not occurred to you, sir? He gets I'm all walrus. confident. He's cocking yeah. his head left and yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. One of the <laughs> things that sucks about Facebook is that if you follow people on there, Facebook no longer just places that stuff in the news feed as it comes out. Facebook has decided that there's not enough stuff for them to keep track of and to do with their day, so they decided that they would employ some algorithmic mechanism to determine what it is you should see in your news feed when people that you follow post. And so when you look at your news feed, you're getting an adulterated version of what it is that was uh, posted by the people that you follow. It, and that's not the way it ought to be, in my opinion. It ought to just be an unfiltered stream of everything that the people that you follow have posted. But it's not. Um, but uh, this is from Lifehacker. They have supposedly figured out that when you post something, if you want to make sure that it shows up in the news feeds of all the people that follow you, you just need to put the word congratulations in the update. And for whatever reason, that's going to cause people to see it. They they showed an example, and it was a photo of someone standing in front of a banner that just has the word "congratulations" on it. It's you know, so it didn't have it didn't say the word "congratulations." It was in the banner. It was in a banner in the photo, oh. um, in this article. I don't know if the article, the picture that was in the article, was necessarily a, a, a just like a parody or a joke. Or if they were literally suggesting that you would want to put the word congratulations in the photo and that maybe yeah. there's some sort of a mechanism that extracts texts, uh, extracts text from the photos. There's got to be. If there's something looking for faces and yeah. telling you who those yeah. faces are, there's got to be something sucking text out of your photos when you post them on there. But well, yeah, if you want to make know. sure people see what you post on Facebook, just throw, throw in the word congratulations. Well, I used to have to track social uh, marketing and things like that in a past job. And I was always amazed to see the weird random things, and shorter is always better, uh, that you would put into a post that would get the biggest views and then potentially hits. It's amazing. Dropbox. It doesn't surprise me. Dropbox has lowered their price 
I didn't even know about this. This happened back in August. Yeah. And I didn't even know it had happened. That was the I biggest reason. we talked about it. No, we just talked about the fact that I'm using Google Drive because uh, the technology behind the desktop client had gotten a little better and the price was so good. But now Dropbox has matched Google Drive's $10 per month for a terabyte. And, I mean, the, the, the desktop client on Dropbox has always been profoundly superior to that of Google mm -hmm. Drive. Google Drive doesn't even come close. I mean, if you, uh, for example, synchronize, just let's say you synchronize 300 gigabytes of data, which I'm still in the process of waiting for the completion of as I'm moving back over to Dropbox. Um, you You're going to move... I don't trust Dropbox anymore. Well, I mean, why trust any of these guys? You know, if you're going to well, yeah. do it, then do it. But I want, I want it. I don't trust any of them. So if that's the case, I'm just going to use the service that works the best and doesn't cost an, an exorbitant amount of money in order to use. And Dropbox is now that op of all of the options for cloud storage and synchronization of that storage across all your devices, Dropbox works far better than anything else that's out there. Uh, the desktop client is far more stable than Google Drive could ever dream of being. Even with the improvements to the desktop client on Google Drive, uh, the last time I synchronized a massive mountain of data over that service, I noticed the desktop client had crashed several t several times through that process. Mm. Um, I'm almost completed with syncing up about 350 gigabytes of data in Dropbox, and the client has only... the client. The client on the machine that this is all being uploaded from has only crashed once. Um, and I don't know why that happened either, but I mean, just the, the you can share files with people through Dropbox so much easier. Dropbox is far more ubiquitous than Google Drive. It's on everything. It's on every platform. It's available on every device. The, uh, I, I get it now. This is so your switch to the iPhone will be that much easier. Um, oh yeah, well, you know, that's another advantage. See, if I do switch to the iPhone, I will have easy, seamless access to all of this Dropbox data. Um, we really need to end the show. I need to get out of here and your, your throat sounds like ground beef. <laughs> yeah, I've been coughing like crazy. Um, Google has invested $542 million in an augmented reality company called Magic Leap. So it looks like Google is playing catch up to Facebook's Oculus Rift, which they purchased, which was really mm -hmm. disappointing. I would much rather see what Google does with this sort of product than to see how Facebook ruins yeah, I, this sort of product. I agree. Okay. And Magic Leap, are they the ones who created the Leap device that you uh, basically put put down on your desk and hand motions will move around that was what entered my mind too i yeah not, i don't know if it's them or not i remembered the name of that device and i couldn't remember where it but that's it that was the device the leap yeah. something or other yeah i considered I buying one when it went it went nowhere clearance, right but, that, that oh it, yeah it was a flop as far as i know yeah and also here's a story from geek.com this isn't a thumb drive it's a pc that weighs less than two ounces and works in any hdmi port it looks like a chromecast but it's a pc yeah this i'm really interested in if you want to uh. i would like to see about some mechanism to run uh what is it called again that router uh oh pf sense yeah i'd like to see about maybe running something like that on a device of this nature yeah, well, it runs on Atom PCs just fine. 
And that's what's inside this. I mean, it's a scaled down Atom PC, but people do that all the time for PFSense. It's great for that. I mean, you you can even run it on uh, some, uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for, consumer routers. This thing is called, I don't know if they have an actual name. It's made by the Shenzhen Apex Electronics Company. And it's 125 bucks. It looks like a Chromecast. It's a full-blown x86 PC. You can run mm-hmm. Windows, Linux, Android, or any other Atom-friendly OS on it. Uh, it has a gig of RAM, 16 gigabytes of storage, Wi-Fi, uh, BG and N, Bluetooth 4.0. It's got a micro SD slot. There's another model that's got a 64-bit CPU. The one I just mentioned is a 32 and with two gigs of RAM and 32 gigabytes of storage, um, I think with only 16 gigs of storage, you're definitely probably going to want to try not to put Windows on this thing. Yeah, you can run the uh, scaled down version, like the what's called Win something, which is less than four gigs for the install. But yeah, I mean, it's going to suck if you're on Windows on it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Take a look at that, uh, everybody. You may find that it's useful to you in some capacity. And I think that's the end of the show. I'm really thankful to everybody who listened in in the chat room. And uh, to those of you who called the show, we certainly appreciate that. It's always a pleasure to hear from you guys. And um, where is my end of the show music? I don't have... Oh, did you want me to sing it this time? I don't have any music. How about we just go out with our intro music? That sounds like it'll work. Yeah. Anyway. That's the kind of night it is. Yeah. Well, at least I recorded the show. For a second there, I was wondering. <laughs> that would have been great. Anyway, this is the spec sheet. Thanks to everybody. If you want to download past episodes of this show, go to ufoship.com. You can also go there to find the Gabcast, which is a podcast about bellgab.com and the Fret Files which is a guitar workshop podcast hosted by Eric Daw. Anything you want to know about the physicality of guitars or playing guitars, whatever. It's one of the more interesting podcasts I've ever heard, actually. Um, and I would agree. It's it's one of the more heavily listened podcasts on the for, on the website as well. I think it gets more listeners than we do. So there's something to be <laughs> said justified. for that. justified. Yeah. My, my confidence in this whole operation just continues to be shaken. Why do we do this? I don't know. Anyway. This is the spec sheet. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Michael Van Dieven. He's Curtis Thornton. We'll see you back here next Tuesday. Same time, same place, hopefully. Uh, Until then, everybody have a good week. See you. Later, Curtis. See ya. See ya.